Welcome to the 8th episode of Talks with Dollar. My name is Akshita Maheshwari and I am the content and growth lead here at Dollar. Today we have with us Varun Fatehpuriya, the founder and CEO of Dollar. Dollar is a tech-enabled all-in-one solution that provides customized portfolios to Indians to help them reach their financial goals and invest better. Before Dollar, Varun worked with some of the biggest investment firms in the world like Bloomberg and Blackstone. He graduated with distinction in finance and information systems from Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. He is also a NSIM certified investment advisor. We are glad to have you here with us, Varun. Thank you so much, Akshita, for having me once again. All right. So today we are going to talk about debt mutual fund taxation, especially the recent announcements that have been made in the finance bill. So Varun, if you could please tell us something about what is the existing uh, tax structure regarding investments in mutual funds. So it's funny, just literally last week when we were recording our uh, video for target majority funds, there I had mentioned that one of the biggest benefits of investing in a debt mutual fund was the indexation benefit, which was provided to all mutual fund investors who had invested in debt funds, right? And then all of a sudden, the government of India threw in a googly uh, and basically put in an amendment to the finance bill by talking about how they are going to get rid of the indexation benefit that was provided all along uh, to debt mutual fund investors, right? So currently the mutual fund structure or the taxation in India is broadly categorized into two distinct categories. Number one is the taxation for equity funds. And then there is a taxation for everything apart from uh, equity. So that includes debt funds, international fund, gold funds, and all of those things. So currently the structure as on 31st March, 2023 uh, for equity funds is that if you hold these funds for a period of greater than one year, uh, which is characterized as a long-term capital gain, then you're going to get taxed at 10% over and above gains of 1 lakh rupees. And if you redeem your investments within a period of 12 months, that is characterized as your short-term capital gain. And then you're going to get taxed at 15%, right? That is what the structure looks like at an equity fund level. For all of the funds other than equity, whether that's a debt fund, an international fund, or a gold fund, the long-term and short-term capital gains are a bit different. Long-term is characterized as anything for holding period of greater than three years. So if you hold these investments for a period of greater than 36 months, then you're taxed at 20% post-indexation, what we were just talking about. And indexation simply means that you're adjusting the cost of purchase to inflation, which in effect increases the price and lower your capital gain. So the effective tax rate after accounting for indexation comes to about 10 to 12% depending on how long you have held these instruments for. And from a short-term capital gain perspective, that is basically investments held for a period of less than 36 months, you are taxed at your marginal tax lab. So it is uh, so uh, whatever your tax lab is, 15%, 20%, 30%, you get taxed at that tax lab. That is what the structure looks like today as we are speaking on 31st March 2023. And obviously, the government is moving towards a more cleaner structure and getting rid of the indexation benefit that has been provided. So if you could elaborate a little on, you know, what are the major modifications that have been proposed in the finance bill? So one of the major, I would say, amendments that has been made is with respect to getting away with the indexation benefits and 
irrespective of whether it's a short term capital gain or a long term capital gain you are now going to get taxed at your marginal tax lab for all of the funds which do not invest a certain proportion of their money in domestic equity companies right so the 20% indexation that was provided to all of the debt mutual funds international funds gold funds fund of funds that is uh, going away with and from a short term perspective and also from a long term perspective now you're going to get taxed at your marginal tax lab the equity fund structure continues to remain the same there is no changes with respect to that so for people who have invested in debt mutual funds again prior to 1st april 2023 the current tax structure you will continue to get the indexation benefits but any of the investments which are made from 1st april 2023 onwards you're not going to enjoy the same tax advantage that you have been enjoying all this long okay uh, if you could you know explain in detail what would be the tax structure uh, after the amendment so after the amendment the tax structure is now i would say bucketed into three clear categories number 1 is funds having domestic equity exposure between 0% to 35% now it is important to note here and understand what domestic equity exposure means right the funds need to have a certain percentage of their money invested in companies which are domiciled and registered and traded in india this does not include international funds which in effect also in, uh, invests in equities but it invests in international equities so that does not come into the account of the domestic equity exposure so if funds have an exposure between 0% to 35% then irrespective of whether it's a short term capital gain or a long term capital gain all the gains will now be taxed at your marginal tax lab the government has done away with the indexation benefit that was provided to all of these funds uh, and the major categories of fund that have been affected by these are virtually all of the debt funds in india number 1 number 2 the gold funds and number 3 the international funds all of these three fund categories are now going to get taxed under this bucket uh, which effectively means that you're going to get taxed at your tax lab then the next bucket is basically uh, funds having exposure between 35 to 65% mm. there the longer term capital gains you will continue to get the benefit of indexation so 20% post indexation if you hold the investments for a period of greater than 3 years and if you redeem your investments prior to 36 months then you are going to get taxed at your tax lab the major fund category which comes under this bucket is the hybrid asset allocation fund right which invests approximately 40 to 50% of their money in debt and the balance in equity so since they are meeting the equity exposure of 35 to 65% they will continue to get the benefit of indexation and then the final category of funds are basically funds having exposure greater than 65% in domestic companies so virtually all of the equity funds come under this category here the taxation remains the same from a longer term capital gain perspective you will get taxed at 10% over and above gains of 1 lakh rupees and from a short term capital gain perspective that is basically for a period of up to 12 months you are going to get taxed at 15% major fund categories include all of the equity funds arbitrage funds equity saving funds dynamic asset allocation fund or something which is popularly known as a balanced advantage fund which dynamically manages and balances the allocation depending on the 
current market environment. So these are the three major buckets based on which now the mutual fund taxation structure in India is going to get taxed. Zero to 35% at your tax lab, 35 to 65% depending on a longer term or a shorter term capital gain perspective, longer term at 20% post-end taxation, and then less than 36 months at your tax lab, and then finally greater than 65%, uh, so for a longer term capital gain perspective is 10% over and above gains of 1 lakh and then anything below that uh, redeemed within a period of 12 months, that's at 15%. All right, understood. Uh, but Varun, with the indexation benefits being taken away, uh, will uh, investing in debt mutual funds still remain an attractive option in comparison to, let's say, FDs? So that's a great question, Akshita. I mean, glad you asked that question because again, we see a lot of people in India, a lot of the individual investors optimizing their entire portfolio around taxes, right? If you ask them that a certain uh, thing is going to save them tax, they will rush to do it. Whether that's, you know, any sort of an expenses or investments, anything, no one likes to pay taxes. But the key thing to note here is it is not a good strategy to optimize based on the tax saving aspect uh, only. You first need to understand what uh, I would say a role debt plays in your overall asset allocation, in your overall portfolio, right? Do not go and invest a whole lump sum money into debt funds just to get the benefit of indexation without actually understanding what percentage of debt is part of your overall portfolio. We have seen a lot of fear mongering amongst investors, especially in social media, where a lot of people tend to be advising that this is the best time to be investing in a debt mutual fund and you should go and put all of your money into it, uh, at least uh, something which is lying in fixed deposit, right? To get the benefit of indexation, to get the favorable tax benefit. But that is exactly the wrong approach to take. First, you need to ask what percentage of debt you require in your portfolio. And once you have an understanding of that, it is then only towards the next step that you need to uh, appreciate the instruments which are available today. So effectively, debt mutual funds are part of obviously the debt portfolio. Then there are fixed deposits. Then there are PPF. There are a whole bunch of fixed income instruments, uh, both uh, uh, privately and publicly uh, placed, which you can consider. But do not try to optimize around just the tax saving aspect of it. Understand the role the debt plays in your portfolio and then, then think about the allocation towards that. That's number one. And number two, whenever you're investing in a debt mutual fund, as we talked about in the earlier video, you need to understand the two key risks which are associated, which is the interest rate risk and credit risk. Uh, for more information about the risk, please watch our video on target maturity fund, where we talk about what those two risks are when investing in a debt mutual fund because it tends to be a bit more complex than investing in pure equity funds get an understanding of that and then only go invest your money in debt mutual funds it's funny just the other day i had someone who gave me a call and asked me Varun, which are the five best mutual debt mutual funds to invest in right that is how people tend to think about a lot of the mutual fund investing in india uh, and unfortunately if it's not done correctly then uh, you could get your fingers burnt. Uh, so that is what I would say when you're thinking about FDs and debt. Definitely, indexation benefit was a great advantage that was provided to debt mutual funds. But since now that is being taken away, 
the post tax returns for both of the instruments will more or less be same at least as of now we are yet to see how mutual fund companies and the asset management companies are to respond whether they increase the interest rate risk or they increase the credit risk to improve the returns but that's something that only time will tell but do not base your decision based uh, just on the tax aspect of it got it thank you so much for your time varun uh, i'm sure that this conversation would have clarified a lot of things for our listeners and viewers i will see you again next week thank you so much akshita for doing this and i hope this video was helpful to a lot of people in simplifying what the taxation structure for mutual fund uh, investments in india would look like